Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska, where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the Daily Dose of the Must Read Alaska podcast. Welcome, everybody. This is a beautiful Monday morning, a great start to the week here in Alaska, and we have so much to talk about today, and I've got a real special guest here that's going to be joining today and and sharing a little bit about her experience last week and her interest in elections, and I'm sure you guys are really excited about that. But I want to let you know thank you so much from the bottom of our heart here in Alaska. We have now hit 190 Apple podcast reviews. It has been, you guys blew it out of the water. We want to thank you. And of course, as always, we want to make sure that we always thank our listeners, our readers, and our supporters. Without you guys, we would not be able to do what we're doing. And today, I'm really excited to talk to B. Hansen. Now, if you're not familiar with B, maybe you haven't watched anything uh, last week on what was going on during the assembly meeting. B. Hansen has uh, great experience in elections. She was also a part of the observing team for the Bronson campaign during the mayoral election um, in 2021, but she was also nominated by Mayor Bronson to be a part of the election commission. And on Tuesday, the assembly uh, sort of gathered together, and part of that business was to talk about these nominees and also confirm them, if you will, to the election commission. And, and B was on a list of three. Uh, she does have experience. She, like I said, was a part of the Bronson campaign observ- observation team there to, in Election Central. And uh, and she was not granted confirmation to the Election Commission. And B, first of all, thank you so much for joining with me today. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Scott. No problem. B, uh, listen, can you kind of give us a little bit of background in your history with elections and, and really your... Um, your kind of desire to see uh, your city and the state really uh, excel in this area. Can you kind of give us a little bit of background on that? Yes, I'd be happy to. So I think we can all agree, everyone listening, that election integrity is so important. And our votes have significant impact. It affects how we live every day. So on that basis, um, I was helping some candidates run for the school board And um, with this mail-in voting, I thought, I don't remember voting for mail-in voting. And that's when I realized our assembly made that decision for us. So just who I am, I wanted to learn more about how that works. So I was invited by one of the candidates to stand in for her and be at a canvas. And a canvas, for those who don't know, it's all the ballots. I didn't know before I went all the ballots that are being rejected for various reasons go before this commission that you had mentioned earlier. And then it goes through all the candidates, observers that they elect to be there to before these are rejected. And I had never been to one. Um, so I was attending and the first two ballots that came through were ballots, um, a duplicate vote. And it had been through the machine and the two experts in signature verification, both clerks, all five commissioners that night, and it got down to be no experience. I look at these two ballots and I said, excuse me, I have a question. 
Um, the J's are made differently and one says junior and one says the third. I think this is a father son, not a duplicate. And, you know, I, I didn't know. And so I looked at Barbara and I said, is this where I write that challenge that you were talking about? Cause she had gone over the rules and our and you're talking, you're, you're talking Barbara Jones at this point. Barbara, you're talking about a laxative. Yeah. Yeah. So Barbara Jones, our Muni clerk is the one who trained me. And so I said, is this where I fill out that, you know, objection or the challenge they call them? And she says, oh no, I'll take care of it. And I said, oh, okay. So then nine hours later, the canvas ended. And so I do have tips for voters at the end on reasons they got um, rejected. You don't want your ballot to get rejected. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, uh, before we started recording, we talked a lot about your experience, including, which I think is really important that I think everybody should do, is getting continuing a further education on the mail-in voting system and some of the ways that we can continue to be more transparent and accountable and responsible, because really, this is what we have right now in our city. It's it's a mail-in voting system. Right. And so, uh, can you share a little bit about your experience in the 2021 mayoral campaign with the Bronson team, and more broadly, just the way that whole experience happened and how you felt and because a lot of people don't under even understand what goes on when it comes to observing what you're doing and the ins and outs of that. So if you want to kind of lead us through that, that'd be great. Right. And um, so the seed that was planted for that was after the canvas, one of the commissioners, you know, I thank them for their time. I'm just a student. I'm just trying to learn how this works. And she whispered to me, you should consider being on the election commission. And I thought, if I would consider that, I need to understand how this all works. So I did contact the Bronson campaign and said, I'd like to be an observer. So I got registered to be an observer. Um, we observed, I will tell you that Anchorage workers at the election center are amazing people. They handle it with such integrity. I was very impressed with them. And so there's like this yellow brick road that we walk around and we observe and watch as they open the ballots. And there's they're very systematic how that happens. So as I observed all of that, um, it was election day and we had brought in all of the um, what the remote ballot where you can the mail, the ballot drop. And the last one came in and there was big celebration. I mean, it's very exciting, truly. And um, so then all the workers, I saw them grabbing, grabbing their jackets and they were heading out. And then so I'm looking around and observers started leaving. So, of course, B, who wants to understand how this works, asked um, the assistant clerk, Erica McConnell, are we done for the night? I didn't want to miss anything. And she said, yes. And so then as I was walking out, I said, Barbara Jones, are we are we done for the night? She says, we are done for the night. I said, fantastic. So I went to the after Bronson party and I have to be honest, I was only there 10 minutes when I got a call from the campaign manager who said, would you come back to Suzanne's office? First time I met Suzanne and make a training video so that observers can be trained. And that made sense. So I had just finished making this um, training video and I was ready to head home. It was getting late. It had been a full day. And um, I was heard there was a phone call made that there was activity at Election Central. And I just said, how can that be? They're done for the night. Why, why is there activity? So immediately I got on to check the, the camera feed and there was no camera feed. All the cameras were dark. And yet there was activity and lights on the building. So it had been shut off. So since I still had my observer badge and the now Mayor Bronson asked me to go back and see what was going on. I didn't know what I was looking for, Scott. So I pulled into the parking lot. Yes, clearly people had just left because all the parking lot lights were on. 
a car came up to me. It was Erica McConnell. I said, what are you doing here? Well, she asked me first. I said, I have the same question. Um, and she was the one who enlightened me to what was going on. She says, well, we had we were receiving some ballots and um, that's why we were in there, but we're all done now. I said, what do you mean receiving ballots? There was no workers, there were no observers. So then I witnessed something else with a woman picking up a box. And so I went home and wrote my challenge and I gave that the next morning. So that was my experience with election night. Yeah, that's uh, many of our readers and listeners know that that actually was what Prispa did to to the uh, restoring the next day by Suzanne. And I went down and, and did a video on it where there was a lot of very weird, strange things that happened that didn't seem that. Listen, it's the appearance, right? We're, what's right. the appearance of impropriety? And I think that's the point that you're making is is. With our mail-in voting system, the most important thing we have is the accountability, transparency, and responsibility to be um, as transparent as, po as possible in this. And I think be a lot of what you're talking about makes complete sense. As a matter of fact, on that Tuesday last week, when you were uh, one of the nominees for the election commission, you were asked by Forrest Dunbar to come up and explain some of these challenges that you had. And, and what was that like? I mean, you were... You have three of you, two of these individuals who are former lieutenant governors who have many years of experience and even statewide elections. And and again, you do have a background in this, but that must have been just very interesting for you. Not these two, but you were asked to come and speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was sitting there and I could kind of, I saw where things were going when I was separated out from the other two gentlemen. And so when uh, Mr. Dunbar asked me to come forward, Scott, I'll tell you, I was actually grateful to come down and have this opportunity to speak to what I witnessed that evening. What was astounding to me was that when Mr. Dunbar was asking questions, he completely glossed over my concern about integrity that evening. And right. even at one point he asked Barbara Jones, would you like to speak to this? And she said, it stands for itself. She wasn't even willing to speak to it. And again, the assembly glossed over that. And, and you know, let me remind you that the assembly is the ones that hire, she's an appointed position and they're the ones that are her bosses, if you will. Yeah. And, and not only that, but I think you make some great points. Number one is there was no accountability for why you would even challenge. If right. an observer is challenging, there should be some accountability as to, well, Barbara, was that true? Did this happen? There was no exploration into the reason for the challenging. The other part component to me, and again, I'm speaking for myself and as observer of that night watching you do what you did, not only did you articulate verbatim what you probably put in the challenge and what I remember from the story, there was no added features to it. But when Barbara was asked, she did say it speaks for itself, meaning her her report regarding the election in 2021. The problem with that is that just a couple of weeks before that, she was putting forth, let's just call it an ordinance or a change in the charter for Title 28, which is an exercise of her power over elections, which in those changes really did two things. One is it it really diminish the transparency, accountability, and responsibility we've been talking about. And number two, it put more power in her hands to do many different things. One of which is cutting off the, uh, the security cameras or the cameras that are watching the election at any point, changing the rules at any point, being able to kick anybody out at any point without any reason whatsoever, and changing the rules for observance at any point with, 
at a drop of a hat. One day you come in, the next day it could be completely different rules. And so as you're as you're learning more about mail-in voting, and we'll talk about what you're doing here now in terms of furthering your education. I mean, as an individual who got engaged in this because of your concern with transparency, I mean, this has got to just really frustrate maybe a, a difficult word, but cause for concern. Is that a good way to put it? Well, it's about election integrity. And I'm always going to go back to that. And it's about the integrity. You need to be able to be confident that your vote is counted and you need to be confident in that system. And the, what you mentioned about the video surveillance What's surprising to me is it protects our clerk because yeah. anyone at any time can get on there. So it, it protects our, our clerk. It protects all the citizens and their votes. It's a win-win. So I, I really struggle with why um, it's okay to turn it on and off based on her discretion at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And not only that, in the day and time that we're in now, and we talked about this too prior in 2016, Many people, including um, people who were uh, on the left-leaning side of politics, so Democrats and left leaders, were very concerned about election integrity based on what they called interference, right? That was their big thing. What are we being interfered? In 2020, that switched. More conservatives and and left-leaning individuals were concerned about election integrity as well. The bottom line is this, and I think you nailed it. We should all be concerned, regardless of political affiliation, about election integrity and more mm-hmm. so the opportunity for us to kind of get rid of any impropriety or any kind of uh, perspective that there is something to be concerned about. And right. that for me, when we were reporting this, B, when you were involved with that, that for me was the biggest thing. I'm not trying to cause any issues other than why would we ever want to look like there's any sort of uh, mischievous behavior, anything that was going on and by you just drawing that to attention. I think it was a big deal. Unfortunately, it, it seems like that kind of came back to bite you or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know any of that. But I do want to talk about what you're doing now because yeah. what you're doing now is fascinating. Can you kind of give our, our listeners a little bit of what you're doing currently when it comes to, you know, leadership, kind of mail-in voting, uh, education, mm-hmm. that forth? Tell us what you're doing now. Yes, absolutely. And I just want to remind everybody, I'm just a citizen of Anchorage and I'm curious how mail-in voting works. And I, my personality is I ask questions and I go after how does this work? So um, after I was um, not accepted on the election commission, I left the assembly meeting only because I had a flight very early in the morning to Denver. So I, I have a class once a month in Denver and it's through this class that I've gotten to know some Denver people and in the Denver area. And so I had secured a visit to the um, Douglas County uh, clerk and their their title is clerk and recorder and his name is Merlin Mm -hmm. Klotz. And so seven o'clock Anchorage time, Thursday morning and the Thursday after the assembly meeting, I was at their, their Douglas County office. And I sat down with this gentleman and said, talk to me about mail-in voting. Now, the reason I I, I selected that county to go visit is because they have done mail-in voting since 2012. So almost a full decade. So they have the processes down. And so from what I've learned and in my training and what we do in Anchorage, I wanted to see someone who had done it much longer. So he went through the processes that they do. 
Um, he gave me a tour, which was amazing. And then afterwards, um, he even, um, he, he's, he would tell you he has the processes down after these years, um, but he is now working on the audits. He said, think of it this way. And I've had this conversation with other people before. People who've asked me, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get involved. And we talk about our votes. It's like a bank. Every ballot is, is like cash in hand and it needs to be monitored. It needs to have the camera surveillance on. Um, and you have to do audits just like the banks do. And I thought that was a really good comparison um, to that. So I asked him, why is mail-in voting so much better than in person? Because I'll just be honest, Scott, I'm old school. I like stepping behind the curtain and doing my vote. Yeah. I think that was fantastic, yeah. right? So he said there's three things that are imperative. Uh, the first thing is central voter registration database. And I did mm. ask our clerk about that. And she said that comes out of the Alaska elections. So I haven't gotten to that part on my discovery that I'm on, my mission. So I will get to that um, uh, later after um, I get through a little more of this mail-in. The second thing he said was signature verification. And in my own personal experience, we had a problem with that. So how do we get better at that? I'm always wanting to make do it better. Um, and that's how we keep things at that level of integrity we're talking about. Right, right. And the third thing, which was interesting to me that he said is imperative, is bipartisan election workers. And I said, mm. His name is Merlin. And I said, Merlin, nobody is Switzerland. No one is bipartisan. He said, exactly. So you make sure they're always in teams. There's one Republican, one Democrat, or one independent and one Democrat. And that's how you secure that kind of integrity. Because he said, I know that I am running a clean election because they're holding each other accountable and to that level of integrity that we're talking about. Yeah, I think it, it goes to, you know, that last piece is super important because it goes to the theme we've been talking about, transparency, mm -hmm. right? And integrity. Because you know that a Democrat is not going to let a Republican get away with something and vice versa. Correct. Um, Correct. You know, I, I often wonder this, B, is how many other people are doing what you're doing as a citizen, but more of a paid professional at this point? And I, I commend you for that because, number one, you could have definitely been discouraged by what happened on Tuesday night, but it didn't discourage you. As a matter of fact, I think you, you, I have a feeling long-term you will be an invaluable uh, individual for elections in Anchorage and possibly Juno. Cause listen, we reported this 8% of Juno ballots got thrown away. I know. And guess who ran those elections? Right. Correct. Correct. So yeah, there's the, a lot of room for improvement, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And, and listen, I know those individuals who, like you mentioned before, the Anchorage election officials are great. They're doing what they can, and they're doing a great job of it. Uh, I still don't, I believe that you're absolutely right. We can grow and get better because at the end of the day, what the what citizens of Anchorage, citizens of Juneau and Alaska as a whole, they just want transparency, accountability, and responsibility in their elections. And I think you're doing that. B, we're almost up here. We This has gone by way too fast. Yes, I agree. I would just like to say, I am not super intelligent. I am a citizen of Anchorage, just like everybody else out there. So I would encourage everybody, election integrity is very important. So be active, be engaged. Yeah. And on that note, we have, so our clerk is a appointed position, 
Her bosses are the assembly, right? Um, sure. I did ask Merlin. They in in Colorado, they um, are actually an elected position, which our mayor just put forward. Um, right. They have four year terms, and in Colorado, they have term limits, so a clerk can only run for two terms. So I thought okay. that was interesting. Um, yeah. Another contrast: just someone who's done it for ten years versus what we're doing in Anchorage. I asked him about the video surveillance because I could have gone home and gone to bed that night had the video surveillance been on. And he right. said, absolutely, video surveillance is on. He calls that his continuous camera 24-7, not mm -hmm. only during the election, Scott, 30 days before and 60 days after. There are no wow. questions about his integrity. So that is one thing that I really appreciated. So I just want to encourage everybody to make a change, get active. You can do something. You have some kind of skill set or gift. And right now we've got four people that are running for the Anchorage Assembly. And we have right. Taylor, we have Kathy Hensley, Randy Solt, and Liz Vasquez. Whether they're in your district or not, I encourage you to reach out to them and see how you can help them. Because we mm -hmm. do need an assembly that does hold integrity as something very important in our elections. And absolutely, and frankly, an assembly that will just work with our mayor. That would be lovely. Yeah, yes. You know, that thing called cooperation and, and bipartisanship. Yeah. Um, no, 100 percent. B, I couldn't have said it any better. You are smart. You are intelligent because it takes that type of person to actually go beyond just going, well, either this system sucks or this is great, but I don't really know how it works. Um, so, no, I, I think you're an extremely intelligent individual, and I'm, I'm very thankful you were coming on today. And I would agree with you 100%. Why would we not want to ensure, and you said it before, cameras protect not just the election, but the people running the election. So there is right. no accusation of impropriety. Nope. And for whatever the reason, this is me talking. This is not me talking. This is me covering this 2021, hearing everything and watching the reaction of one particular individual who is really over it all. And that is Barbara Jones. What I see is somebody who wants less accountability, not more, somebody who wants less transparency, not more, and somebody who is not concerned with the concerns of the public and those who are who are a part of this community. And that's me. That's not you, B. You have been very gracious, particularly even uh, encountering some of the things you did, particularly last week on Tuesday. But I just I, I'm I, that concerns me. Somebody who is running elections, who seems to be resistant to those three things we've talked about. And that's always transparency, accountability, and responsibility. Well, B, I'm really excited. I, I think I think you're a positive influence in this community as a citizen. And I'm really excited to see what you, uh, not only what you bring back and, and help our community with, but also uh, how we can get better. Like you said, that's the most important thing. How can we be better? So thank you for that. Listen, she's right. We have four candidates running in District 5, 4, Three and two, I believe. I believe. I know their name. In Anchorage. Yeah, in Anchorage. But we also have, uh, we have obviously Eagle River as well. Uh, Crystal Kennedy, who's not going to be running again. There's a candidate out there as well. But regardless, get involved. And I think you're 100% right, B. Get involved. Don't just complain, but actually do something to improve the process, yeah. which is always important. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to leave I just want to say thank you for this opportunity and, and exactly that. Every citizen should be involved. Don't get frustrated or mad. It is very effective. So definitely vote. Everyone get out there and vote, but yes. also see how you can step in and help. We 
We live in an amazing country, won't you, Greece, where we get to vote for our elected officials. They get to govern us by our consent and our yep. vote is our consent. And that's why we need to protect that. 100% couldn't agree any better. And uh, that's what we do here. We try to encourage civil engagement for sure. Well, B, thank you again. I appreciate it. And uh, listen, if if you haven't, go to mustreadalaska.com. You can bookmark that. Go uh, go ahead and go to Facebook, uh, Must Read Alaska, or YouTube and Must Read Alaska. And, and go ahead and follow us and subscribe to us there. But also we're on all these other channels. I mean, we're talking MeWe, Parler, Twitter, uh, Rumble, all these. All under the same handle, Must Read Alaska, one word. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining with me. It's been a pleasure to talk to B. B, thank you so much for joining with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. All right. Until tomorrow, take care. Bye.